Pechkin. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting Even is produced by Pushkin Industries. Subscribe to Pushkin Plus and you can hear Getting Even and other Pushkin shows ad-free and receive exclusive bonus episodes. Sign up on the Getting Even show page in Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. The nominees for the best performance by an actor are Albert Finney and Tom Jones. Richard Harris in this... That's actress Anne Bancroft announcing the nominees for the Academy Award for Best Actor in 1964. The winner is Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier received the distinction. It's hard to hear his name above the roar of applause. It is a long journey to this moment. All I can say is a very special thank you. The 1964 Academy Awards marked the first time that a black actor, male or female, won Hollywood's highest honor for their performance in a leading role. Almost 40 years later, the first black female actor was awarded the same honor when Halle Berry won Best Actress in 2002. This moment so much bigger than me. Today, She's still the only one. I'm Anita Hill. This is a special episode of Getting Even. This week, we're going to the Oscars. In recent years, the need to diversify Hollywood has become increasingly clear and the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences has made strides. Nine actors of color were nominated for Academy Awards in 2021. 
and Chloe Zhao became the first woman of color to win Best Director. Like a lot of progress we've seen lately, this all started with a tweet. In January of 2015, I was watching the Academy Award nominations and category after category, 20 different fields, there were no people of color. So I said, Oscar's so white, they asked to touch my hair. That's media strategist April Rain, the originator of the Oscar's so white hashtag. Her viral tweet drew much deserved attention to the lack of diverse representation in Hollywood filmmaking both on screen and behind the camera. The Oscar So White hashtag made rounds again the following year. But the impact of the conversation that April Rain started was on full display by 2021. With the 2022 Academy Awards coming up this weekend, I wanted to know more about how this progress was made. So I called up a good friend of mine. Hi, I'm Dawn Hudson. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Who has been at the forefront of change during a critical decade in Hollywood. I started uh, with the Academy on June 1st, 2011. And I asked her how we got where we are, where we're headed, and what the Academy actually does. I'm so happy to be here, Anita. You are in Hollywood in, I think, one of the most important roles in the uh, industry. But most of the people know only the words that you hear when people win an Oscar and say, (laughs) I want to thank the Academy. But they don't really, most people don't know how it's made up, how it operates. It was started with you know, just the intention of advocating for the arts and sciences of motion pictures. And it's unique in that it, it's an organization that isn't, it isn't a guild or it isn't representing one single sector of filmmaking. We're representing everyone who makes a film. So when you say, I'd like to thank the Academy, you're thanking all of those artists who make up filmmaking. And the Oscars are really what most people see. They don't realize that you are year-round doing things to support the industry um, as well as the people who are in the industry. But for the most part, people do understand the awards programs. Uh, That's what they see. That's the part that's most visible. And they don't know how, what the workings or inner workings of that process is. So can you tell us a, a little bit about that? Sure, sure. And I want to emphasize that that award ceremony, while it is that, you know, this is our our most public night, Oscar night, it is one day out of 365 days. Um, This, you know, group who founded the Academy in 1927, they really had a vision for this organization that extended way beyond, you know, an award ceremony. In the original charters, they talked about, let's create a library. Let's preserve this art form of motion pictures. So... As soon as they could, they started collecting scripts and collecting artifacts from movies, posters, uh, production design drawings. They started collecting this all year long until they then built a library and built a film archive. What you see on Oscar night is an event that helps to fund 
all of that collection, all of these programs all year long. It was sort of like, you know, you know, the Library of Congress is devoted to our, you know, our history in, in books and, and a lot of other things. That's what the Academy is for movies. And I think I know the answer to this question, but you keep the names of the Academy members confidential. Why is that? We don't. We used to. Oh, you don't? But we don't. You know, it used to be perceived as even a very Los Angeles-centric community. You know, people didn't even know how to become a member or how you would even apply to become a member or what's the requirements for becoming a member. So it was sort of like, even if you were from New York, it was hard to understand what was going on. So now we are, you know, trying to, do, to, to demystify that process for filmmakers all over the world. After the break, Don Hudson and I talk about the tweet heard round the industry. Hello, hello, Malcolm Gladwell here from Revisionist History, my podcast about the overlooked and the misunderstood. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Outliers. It was about exceptional people, the ones who operate at the outer edges of human performance. Outliers fascinate me. And last year, I discovered an outlier in the form of a community organization, Washington State's City of Bellevue. The city wanted to improve public safety by making their roads safer. So they created something that no one had ever built before, a platform that gave road users warnings of any dangers ahead in real time. How did they build it? By using a combination of technologies, the cellular vehicle to everything network, T-Mobile's 5G network, and 5G connected cameras. People driving, bicycling, walking, running, can't forget people running, and people operating the transportation network now had a way to prevent crashes. It's been a huge success. The city of Bellevue earned first place in the community category at the T-Mobile for Business Unconventional Awards, an event that celebrates T-Mobile customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of meaningful change. If you're a T-Mobile for Business customer and your team has, like the city of Bellevue, innovated something really, really cool, I encourage you to enter. It's also a great way for outliers to be recognized in front of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. That's tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Anita Hill. This is Getting Even Oscar Special. I'm talking to Don Hudson, CEO of the Academy of Motion Pictures, about inclusion in Hollywood. You uh, began at the Academy in in 2011, and and I've actually heard you say that from the minute that you arrived in the, the position, you know, your board made it very clear that the industry was changing and that the Academy needed to change. So that was part of I'm sure what attracted you to the Academy and what uh, attracted them to you was that they thought that you could be that person to bring about some of the things that we're already talking about. But in 2015, April Ryan tweeted, Oscar's so white, they asked to touch my hair, which became a joke in a sense, but the, the, the tweet went viral. And it really did shine a light on the Academy that uh, I think surprised some people in the public, but also sparked even more of an urgency for the change. Is is that correct? One hundred percent correct. That I was invited in because the Academy wanted to be more modern and contemporary and be a part of the contemporary world of filmmaking, and they felt they had become a little removed from it. But when I got there, the practices had been put in place. It was just reinforcing this kind of older boys club, you know, and (laughs) because I, when I got there, I was like, wow, I'm the only, I felt like I wasn't the only woman in the boardroom, but there was just a few of us. And, you know, you fought for this all your life. It's a very different feeling when you're just one or two female voices in the room it was intimidating for me. It was intimidating. And luckily, there were a lot of male and female governors who reached out and said, no, 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 we want this change. Come on, you know, please keep, keep talking to us. But it was hard for them to see at first the practices that were in place that would be exclusionary. You know, someone, at, just a, a member commented to me one time when I first started, and he said, well, look, if anyone is good, they're already a member of the Academy. And I said, I know people, I can tell you people right now off the top of my head, 25 people now who are not members of the Academy, who are the top, top in their field. So you, we can't say we have everybody good here. So I think we began that commitment to change in 2011 when I started, you know, it began very slowly, but it was like, it was, first of all, it was kind of an education of really, are we, are we that exclusionary? And you say, yes, because we have, you know, 8%, you know, or even the fewer than 8%, I think it was 
you know, people of color in our whole membership. We have 20, just 22% women in our whole membership. We're not reaching all the artists. I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, like this is bad or this is not representative uh, of the best of the best. But what happened when we had our second year of all white actor nominees, because that's really what the public looks at, you know, that's the most visible nominees along with best picture and director. But there's nothing like a being called out publicly in a crisis like that, that really motivates everybody to make very bold changes very quickly. So after the Oscar So White, we created something called uh, A2020. We committed to doubling our the number of women and doubling the number of uh, people from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups in our membership. Well, it's sometimes it takes a spark or somebody from the outside to really draw attention to get your attention. It does take a while to identify the problem. Believe me, I understand that. Uh, Working with the Hollywood Commission, that it takes a while to really identify the problem, convince people that it is a problem, convince people that you can solve the problem. Right. uh, Right. And that you're all going to be better off if you do. So I think that's a process. You're absolutely right. I appreciate you saying that. When I came in, there was no perceived crisis or emergency. There was like, well, everything's fine here. Some people felt we needed to do things differently, but some people were like, well, we've got a great show. The numbers are great. Uh, we've got the number one entertainment show in the world. We've got a brand that's recognized everywhere. What's your problem? <laughs> you know, here, and we were just like, well, there's a lot of problems. Let, let's start with these. You know, let's start with starting. You know, being more transparent in how the membership process works. Let's start with allowing access to people who are working on films to vote in the Academy Awards. We want more representation in the storylines and in the people in front and in back of the camera because it says, you know, hey, this this could be your team too. And if, you know, if the, the winners of the Oscars of this homogeneous group, it doesn't say come in, come play with us. So I think the Oscars are much more important than actually winning a statuette I think it's what it represents to the world. And that's why we want to make them as representative. The Academy is representative. Filmmaking is representative. Are you satisfied with, with the progress that you've made? You have results. Is this enough? No, it's not enough. It's still so painful to see different communities not represented proportionately, both in the companies who are making and distributing films and in the films themselves, which films get chosen to be released and to be promoted or to be funded. You know, films are primarily made by white men and the actors are primarily white and male. That's what the public sees and that's the art, the narrative we're putting out into the world, the narratives we're putting out into the world. You know, when I was growing up, movies had such a profound influence on me. And then I went to college and I saw international films. I saw Bergman films. I saw Fellini films. I thought, oh my God, there's a whole world I didn't know existed. Then I even saw films, you know, that dramatize the South and my family situation. And I learned about myself and I learned different ways of thinking. And I know that narrative and movies have that impact on everyone across the world. They need to be as honest and representative as, as the world is. So no, I'm not satisfied, but am I gratified with the progress we have made? Yes, very much. 
with all of the changes, all of the the need for change, and and really a movement I see inside the industry uh, calling for change. Do you think that the the pieces that you are putting in place right now and probably will continue until you clean out your desk and leave will leave a lasting impression and will have a lasting effect? It's a great question, Anita. And I absolutely do believe that um, because in order for us to be relevant and important and a symbol of aspiration for the future, we have to reflect our world and all its diversity. This is not a, a temporary movement. I have no doubt that these changes will not last. Thank you. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for all of the measures you put in place. And thank you for just being true to your passion. Thank you, Anita. And thank you for the same thing. And thank you. I, I did want to say one thing with the Hollywood Film Commission. When you agreed to lead that, that was a very bright day for Hollywood because we knew this was going to happen. You were serious. And just what you symbolize for us, for women, for equity, for inclusion, and you're putting your time into this organization, it's meant a lot to us. And that is part of the reason why these changes are here to stay. The fact that this girl from Oklahoma sitting with me here and I from Arkansas are here on a podcast to talk about inclusion in Hollywood, I think that neither path could have been predicted. I mean, when I read that you were originally from Arkansas, I thought, oh yeah, that's maybe that's why we we hit it off. We're in this together. So I I know I can count on you as a partner. Yes, you can. As you know, I I don't know if people know, I I call you many times in late hours to get advice. (laughs) I appreciate Uh, that. Yes, you're great. The 2022 Academy Award nominees may not be as racially diverse as last year's slate, but there is much to celebrate about this year's nominated class. Two queer women are nominated for awards, Ariana DeBose and Kristen Stewart. King Richard, a dramatized telling of Richard, Venus, and Serena Williams' triumphant journey is nominated for six Academy Awards and Coda, a film about a deaf family that features deaf actors in its leading roles, received three nominations, including Best Picture. No one knows who'll take home the big prize on Sunday night, but this year, when you hear the winners thank the Academy, you'll at least know who they're talking about. On the same night 20 years ago that Halle Berry became the first black woman to win the award for Best Actress, Sidney Poitier received an honorary Oscar for his outstanding role as an artist and human being. I accept this award in memory of all the African-American actors and actresses who went before me in the difficult years on whose shoulders I was privileged to stand to see where I might go. I know that the path the late actor forged will continue to draw artists of color to Hollywood. And I hope that the entertainment industry 
will embrace its role as a mirror to the world in the stories it tells and in the people who tell them. Here I am this evening at the end of a journey that in 1949 would have been considered almost impossible and in fact might never have been set in motion were there not an untold number of courageous, unselfish choices made by a handful of visionary American filmmakers, directors, writers, and producers. Thank you. Getting Even is a production of Pushkin Industries and is written and hosted by me, Anita Hill. It is produced by Mola Board and Brittany Brown. Our editor is Sarah Kramer. Our engineer is Amanda K. Wang. And our showrunner is Sasha Mathias. Luis Guerra composed original music for the show. Our executive producers are Mia Lobel and Letal Malad. Our director of development is Justine Lang. At Pushkin, thanks to Heather Fain, Carly Migliori, Jason Gambrell, Julia Barton, John Schnars, and Jacob Weisberg. You can find me on Twitter at Anita Hill and on Facebook at Anita Hill. You can find Pushkin on all social platforms at Pushkin Pods. And you can sign up for our newsletter at pushkin.fm. If you love this show and others from Pushkin Industries, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus. Subscribe to Pushkin Plus and you can hear Getting Even and other Pushkin shows ad-free and receive exclusive bonus episodes. Sign up on the Getting Even show page in Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored among some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.